and welcome back to the Project Manga Podcast, where we cover One Piece, My Hero Academia, Black Clover Mashal, Dr. Stone, and Jujutsu Kaisen week to week. Back this week to discuss Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 44. I'm your host, Knox. And I'm Melo Yenis. And before we get into the conversation tonight, of course, we'd like you to take a look at the description down below. That's going to be where you're going to be able to follow us on all of our individual social media accounts like Twitter, ways that you can join our online community such as Discord, uh, ways that you can listen to the Project Manga podcast wherever you normally listen to your podcasts, and ways that you can support what we do here by checking out our online store and our Patreon. And if anybody's in the market for a new top-of-the-line gaming computer, uh, consider taking a look at Artesian Builds, our new sponsor. You can get $200 off with our promo code, which we will also throw down in the description for you as well. And while you're down there, slap a like on the video and uh, consider subscribing if you're new here. Uh, there's also going to be timestamps down below so that you can navigate yourself through the video and skip spoilers for any of the segments that you are not yet current in. But with all that said, I think we can just jump right into coverage tonight. We have no Dr. Stone or Black Clover, so this is going to be a relatively short episode, I'm predicting. But still a lot to talk about inside of the series that are here, starting with Jujutsu Kaisen, Chapter 161, Tokyo Number 1 Colony, Part 1. Now, whenever Jujutsu Kaisen, you know, starts going into numbered parts for things, Shibuya Incident... You know, it's kind of what comes to mind. We know, we know that we're here. You know what I'm saying? For the so, long haul. Yeah, exactly. Were you waiting for the Cullen game? Well, you're gonna wait for the Cullen game to be over. Right. So <laughs> yeah. let's go. Yeah, we're here now. We're here now. And this was an incredible first chapter for the Cullen games to begin. Um, I love how massive the subversion was, at least for me, when they came into the colony and were instantly separated. I think that the narration. Uh, going into that opening scene when they jump into the colony was insane. Um, it makes a lot of sense for the players that have already been involved before Yuji and Megumi stepped in. So, like, just based on just the kind of series that we have where, you know, it's a highly strategic, highly, you know, combat intellectual, you know, kind of series that there would be something, you know, like this set up for the newbies who are disoriented when the game starts. So this was a really oh, yeah. great exciting and cool way to kind of start things off oh yeah i really liked this episode of jujutsu kaisen um mostly because we're getting to see more modern uh curse techniques yes especially in this um and you know this kind of answers one of the questions that we had a while ago or like how is like people like yuji or people that like kenjaku has tampered with are somehow how are they going to be forced to be in the culling game and that's not the case uh kenjaku is basically played it out so that like if yuji wants to help gojo he has to be participate right so it's nice to see that kind of like there's um agency sure. for the players um which i quite like yeah. um and I like that the way these other players are approaching it, mm -hmm. you know, like I like that they're um, they're waiting and wait, just kind of like scumming, scum camping, yeah. uh, the, the, the newbies that are just like, hey, I know that they're going to spawn from one of these nine places. Yes, I'm going to get them yeah. while they're falling. Shoot them out of the air. Let's yes. go. Yes. Now, I wonder I wonder if um, 
because I mean they're obviously just kind of like focusing on this one area for the moment. But I wonder if these these uh, these individuals that you know were kind of waiting for Yuji to fall and attack Yuji when he did get into the zone. I wonder if this is something where they just stay in one spot because they know that this is an area where they come and then they just do their thing in this one area or do they like kind of like chill in one zone? Do they have other areas where people are teleported in kind of mapped out and they just go from spot to spot trying this to see like what all the best locations are? It seems to be like this like particular group might not be, you know, around for too much longer based on, uh, you know, kind of how like the beginning of this starts. <laughs> But but I but I'm I'm wondering if you know all of the assailants kind of just like stay in their area or if it is going to be a little bit more chaotic in regard to like where people are going to be fighting and how much traveling is going to be happening during the fighting inside of this colony. So just a little question that yeah, that kind of um, came up while I was reading it. It reminds me very much of like a hunter x hunter thing, mm -hmm. like uh, like Greed Island, uh, especially where they're just like, okay, are we going to camp these spots or are we going to? you know, Rome. And, uh, oh yeah, there was like, a spawn camper in Greed Island too. I completely forgot yeah, about that. There was totally a spawn camper, but there's always going to be those like solo players, so yeah. to speak, that love just fucking off doing their own thing and like just chilling. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I really enjoy the character designs. Like, um, I've always enjoyed, uh, like the fantasy of, having super long hair that you can control and it's like prehensile yeah but having it shape shift into like a flying thing yeah is amazing and like like i like her like outfit it's very like very sarah connor like, very terminator yeah, 2 yeah yes That's it's what almost I was like thinking. <laughs> sarah connor military junta yeah. kind of like streetwear clothing mm -hmm. um i based on the length of her hair and like how the ends kind of split um it almost looks like dreads to me like oh sure uh like the way it is but then when i yeah. like look at the hair up close on uh page two mm -hmm. it definitely doesn't have that vibe but like maybe that's just because those fibers are all f you know fused together sure um i could totally see what you're saying though especially in gege's style yeah like if you go to like mm -hmm. page like uh page, like page one. 12 or, oh sure sure like page one if you zoom up to her when she oh was first yeah introduced, page I was one like, especially like, like just at the tip underneath um the the frame of yes. the first panel it's just like okay man like it just reminded me of uh early 2000s girls with like the the dreads and like the little beads at the tips yeah for sure uh, and then i thought it was really interesting that like it takes the form of a jet She's going for like that mock tackle. Um, yeah. And then the dude, her partner, he's like, what do you do to my woman? His hair just made me bust out laughing. <laughs> like, no, nah, because I'm like, pretty hey, sure we know this dude, don't we? Do we? I, man, I don't know. He looks like so familiar to me. And for he some reason. He kind of reminds me of the sorcerer during the early Shibuya arc that um, his whole thing was that he could do hard soft and like negate hard impacts. Oh, oh, you mean um, he, he inversion? Me yeah, oh, he reminds yeah. me of the inversion guy with the big old mustache and the round head. Does he? Uh, okay. He kind of reminds me of that. Um, but I don't think I've seen him before. Yeah, because um, he, I think he recognizes Yuji is the only reason why. Um, um, I want to say that we've seen him already. Because he, he even oh. says Itadori quite. No, this is the dude 
who tried to save Novara at the end of Shibuya that came with Toto, right? No. Oh, the kid? No, I think he's no, actually... No, no. Uh, no, oh, you're it. talking about that kid in the first page. Um, yeah, the one the... who's like, yeah, the one who... Oh, you're talking about the other hair spinning I'm, top, I'm, dude. I'm, talk I'm talking about helicopter guy. Helicopter head uh, guy, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about the guy with, like, the, the waving, like, air, air yeah, airport signals, little, yeah. Yes, he definitely has the airport signals. Um, he looks young. He's probably Itadori's age. He recognizes him. I think he's from his school. Yeah, something um, like that, I, I straight up think he's from his school, and he's... You know what? I re and he seems like he's being bullied around. So I hope he's one of the category of people that is like, um, hey, you're outside the zone. Oh man, I need to go for like my wallet and like everything else and my phone and everything. I don't yeah. have anything. I'm not going to survive three days out here, basically homeless. Um, yeah, nah, dude. This is definitely Aratanita. Uh, he like has like the he had like the hand signals and that like stop your damage. Remember when like Nobara blew her face off fighting uh Mahito and then she was like dying and then Toto was like help her out and then he like did his curse technique which literally just stops her you know your damage where it's at stops it from getting worse oh. and kind of put her in like a i swear that that's who that is but it, I... uh his name they name drop him earlier Amai. oh did they did they okay yeah. okay hold, um, hold Amai, on i'm waiting for the signal first panel oh amai oh wait no he's calling her amai so oh wait no, no, she, no she's, she's saying hey amai oh, i'm waiting for the never signal. mind then. so i i google searched up that and like see if any like the jujitsu wikis had it and it gave me like a bunch of different characters yeah. that had similar names and i was like well he's not a main character okay. or like a supporting character so i definitely feel like he is from the school because um if he's in tokyo one uh he might be living close to like the cult club, a cult club, right? Like in the same sure. school district, because like people in the school districts live in a similar area. So yeah. I think that he, I, I genuinely think he's just the school kid that got caught up in this. Yeah, and, and even if he's really have any powers, yeah, like, even if he's not from he's this, doing, yeah. he's doing scout work. He's doing yeah, scout he work. Doing hey, scout work. Wave, wave, wave <laughs> the thing. I'll yeah. beat you up if you don't. If you're talking back to me, he's like, like they're like, he's like, are you talking back to me? And he's just like. What do I do if no one shows up? Like, yeah. It's a logical thing. It makes sense. And mm -hmm. she's like, hey, none mm -hmm. of that. I don't mm -hmm. want no vex ass. None of that. <laughs> but no, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, he could recognize him just because Itadori is just kind of is... known now. Yeah. yeah. Like just it's, in it's, general. It's tricky because I'm like, I genuinely don't recognize this guy. I thought um, I did, but I clearly I just have no idea what um, I'm talking about. But one thing i noticed about him is that he's wearing like a yarmulke if he like at first i thought it was just like when you first see amai's uh head mm -hmm. there's a little spot on the top and i was like oh maybe that's the building and then i look at the bottom panel on page one mm -hmm. and uh it's uh it's it's definitely a small like skull cap right so he might actually be a sorcerer um, yeah yeah and it's probably another hair related ability <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't oh, know dude yeah he just shows it and like it's just bald like <laughs> it's just bald and like a kappa comes out or something i was like i don't hey, know yo. <laughs> no i i think it's pretty safe to assume that a lot of these characters probably have i mean like we know two of them definitely have hair related abilities this dude's got like 
you know, a hat on, which is probably concealing something curse technique related, or maybe it's just a part of his design. We don't know. But then we go mm. over to like Megumi's scene. And then we have this lady here who clearly has a scorpion shaped hair tail. Yeah, yeah so you know many what I mean? hair related so, abilities. What's right. So I don't know. I don't know. I, and maybe we should, maybe we could know by now, like what it is. And maybe that like a, a subtle hint was dropped towards it somewhere earlier in the series. I can't remember it right now, but I love the character of Remy since we're here. Um, I think that like the this kind of like um, faux damsel in distress slash femme fatale type is like really cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 like lead you into a false sense of security and fuck you up type characters really lean into that, you know, um, that just general idea, you know, that that women are weak, like play into it and then get what you need from the person you're tricking. Like, I totally love that archetype. So I yeah. instantly liked this chick. I like how Megumi is just not playing not any playing games. any <laughs> games with her either. This is a different Megumi. I swear to God, Cohen game Megumi stocks are different than any other megumi i promise you dude i was telling you earlier <laughs> after they were talking to like um uh fight club guy mm -hmm. uh hikari that they were colder right like they were tougher they were colder they'd been hardened by the right. shibuya incident and i was right. really excited to see how they interacted because like they were cool to hikari yeah but like they needed him for something right these are people that they do not need anything from right and i want to see they're like hey man quit attacking me you're gonna keep that i'm gonna fucking break all your arm <laughs> well there's a shave your head i don't know man <laughs> oh no not that oh god what if that's a threat oh <laughs> Dude, shit all these hair-based abilities i know totally yeah they call me the clipper <laughs> oh man it's like he's got a sword in hand oh jeez but no uh, they there's there's also this conversation that i was having in in one of my group chats on twitter about the potential of this of Remy having um, a curse technique related to, maybe not related to like anything specifically, but like this this panel on page 18 where she's like, will you be my knight? And it's in like quotation marks, you know, yeah. as she like looks super cute at, uh, at Megumi. If you look um, in pages previous, pretty much any other panel with her, her eyes are just not colored in. And there's a lot of, um, you know, zoom ins to to like a lot of close-ups to let you know like especially on page 17 you get right up in her right eye so we know that it's not a distance thing her eyes are just naturally light colored and then you turn the page you know onto the will you be my night panel which well, is also technically yeah it's also like a close-up you know what i mean and this could just be like a visual thing to make her look you know more adorable or something like that yeah. but we know that you know akutami gege has given us subtle visual storytelling that represents um curse technique applications or or activations you know what i mean <laughs> like uh referencing back to shigemo haruta the hand sword uh individual from the shibuya incident you know that kind of like fought nobara for a little bit and then like sakuna killed him after the maharaga stuff he had like mm -hmm. the the face tattoos you know what i mean you remember that guy yeah yeah and then you know, his, we didn't know what his technique was, you know, until it got legitimately explained to us during the Maharaga stuff or after the Maharaga stuff. And, you know, we found out that like his lives or whatever were like, kind yeah. of, like represented by his facial tattoos. And when he got, you know, his ass whooped by Nanami, those, those facial <laughs> tattoos kind of like started to like lose their coloring, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To represent yeah, that trained. he was, yeah, like kind of like, you know, Zelda hearts or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, we've seen shit like that before in Jujutsu Kaisen. So I don't want to put it past Gege that they could potentially be showing, you know, I, a, a technique in some kind of subtle way with this visual, visual uh, situation. I think here. you're absolutely right about that. Um, yeah. 
And I think because like even it's like stop calling me you, quote quote quote, call me Remy. And so it's like, um, and uh, he's like, I will if you're telling the truth. Listen, if you're lying, you know what'll happen, right? And uh, she gets uh, she gets the most real facial expression on that last page at nineteen. Are you kidding me? I'm Remy. Uh, she's like, oh yeah. She's like, oh, you're not trusting. I'm gonna have fun with you. And the thing Sound is, like I think, that, yeah. I, I think her ability is literally keyed to trust. Mm. If sure. you trust, like a scorpion, right? Like yeah. the frog, like the story of the frog and the scorpion. Yes. It rides on its back and it trusts the scorpion, and the scorpion stabs it. And the frog's like, why did you do this? We're both. The scorpion's like, it's in my nature. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> um, so I think her ability is like based off trust where she can do more potent damage or perhaps like a cursed poison um mm. based on trust yeah. so if you trust her because she's always trying to be like hey you got to protect me you should go front um i know where these people are like she's just like saying all these things none of it may be true right and uh like I, I I think I definitely think it's about trust and like playing mind games a little yeah. bit. And I think it would be um, cool if she had a poison, you know, kind of a, a poison situation inside of her curse technique. Because I don't know of too many times we've seen poison in Jujutsu Kaisen. I know that, you know, they said that Sukuna had like a high resistance to poison or something mm -hmm. like that. And then you also had like Junpei with his like jellyfish stuff, moon dregs or whatever. I don't know if that was poison directly or if it was more like a neurotoxin. But yeah. like either way, like this stuff is pretty rare in jujitsu kaisen yeah. so uh, the sick. only times that it happened other than those instances were the cursed death paintings um when the first three were introduced uh talking about like their brother because he'd do the butterfly wings and then like our blood is toxic oh and yeah it'll that's literally totally caused right. you to rot from the inside out yeah like, other than that very little yeah. poison has actually been influenced in the series yeah, you're so totally i think right. it's time for that um uh, you know, I read scans, I read officials. Um, I think that like I liked the lang the language a little better in the scans. Sure. Um, with Remy, because they're just like, um, because one of her things is like, do you know a sorcerer named Higuruma? And one of the scans is like, oh, you think you're tough? It's like you think you're tough because like it's like you think you're tough. You think I'm just gonna answer because you're a man? And like, oh, dude, I totally remember this in the scan. Yeah, he's like typical man thinking that a woman will just submit to whatever they say just because you rough me up a little bit or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, trying to like dig for some shame. Yeah, and, like, I love that because yeah. I love that kind of like that sort of like mind game film yeah. fatal stuff where yes. it's just like it's playing on social conventions right. and all that stuff um uh being able to like um profit and weaponize one's womanhood yeah. um is i think really positive i yeah. mean it's and it brings a little bit more it brings a little bit more reality to the conversation too exactly you know? yeah. it's it's not like oh hey you should weaponize whatever i'm like no yeah. no 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 no. i don't condone that like but like i like to see it in characters because right. it is interesting um I completely she, forgot about that. Yeah, I read the I read the scan so early, and I remember thinking like, "Ooh, that's a cold little exchange right there." Because mm -hmm. he was like, "All right, all right, well, just answer the question." You know, like you could tell he's like pissed that that she even like you know or uh, implied that. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, how dare you? You attacked me first. Get yeah. on, get on. But it's still such a burn at the same time. It's like, ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, it's just uh, not there in the official at all. It's hilarious. 
and like i remember her saying it's like will you be nice it's like yeah and she's like you're not even gonna think about it and he's like i'm in a hurry and she's like uh and she's like it's like walk ahead and he's like hey you're my knight why do i have it's like shouldn't you be in front and he's like it's only if you're telling the truth yeah <laughs> you know right. it's like i don't know if you're telling the truth get out of here like <laughs> i'm not gonna show you my back <laughs> yeah yeah there's also the possibility that um that some people had brought up that she's potentially like trying to um kind of like backhandedly like put him into a binding vow in this conversation oh like being a knight yeah you know what i mean like maybe if he had but i mean he still says you know like yeah you know like she's like will you be my knight and he's like yeah whatever so i mean if that was like a you know like a, a shady underhanded like condition meeting you know situation then i feel like she would be a little bit more excited about the exchange you know mm -hmm. considering he definitely said yes to her request to be you know her knight so she seems to have she seems to be acting like he didn't do or behave the way that she was expecting so i doubt it but there's also just that underlying possibility that he did meet the conditions and she's just not giving it away externally mm -hmm. you know what i mean so yeah. you never know with a story like jujutsu kaisen i doubt it's a binding vow situation just because binding vows seem to you know be a little bit more um you know transparent less opaque you know in yeah. conversation you know what i mean because like when sakuna and yuji made their binding vow it was like straight clear this th these are the terms these are the conditions this is what you get this is what i get kind of situation and even with mahito and uh and kokichi uh uh mekamaru i'm pretty sure they had a a binding vow situation yeah clear defined yeah, yeah clear, clear defined stuff and stakes yeah so you never know but just wanted to throw all the possibilities out because we had a lot of really cool conversations inside of a couple group chats about this chapter so just wanted to throw um, that all out into the open i wonder because like i wonder if like it's night uh, let's see what does the name Remy, Remy mean? Good question. It means oarsman. Oarsman? Like on a boat? Um, and in Japanese, it means heaven. It's a combination of heaven, sky, and pupil. Mm. Um, Tight. But like in French, it means like oarsman. Um, okay. But the main thing I was wondering is like the, the choice of night is like very specific um right so i wondered if she would like try to get him to call her a queen and if she does that like she could move him like a chess piece like force him to move oh, boy. um <laughs> you know That'd like force insane. him to swap places or something like that yeah um but i feel like the whatever may have helped him uh sure. avoid sort of conditions but well like here's my know. thing right because it's like okay we know that jujutsu sorcerers, you know, it, it works kind of like Nen. You don't have like this huge menagerie of techniques that you can just jump into your bag and grab like one piece or, you know, like mm -hmm. any other, you know, uh, kind of like shonen that kind of follows that, uh, that formula of just racking up a bunch of spells, techniques, attacks, whatever. You kind of just operate inside of your specific one, maybe two applications of your curse technique. You know what I mean? So if she's got like some kind of entirely, you know, internal, mental, metaphysical, like stun or, you know, um, condition meeting technique that has to do with conversation, then like, why is her hair shaped like a scorpion tail? Since we have two strong examples of hair related techniques that seem to only 
offer propulsion and movement speed and you know things like that you know what i mean so i don't know if yuji really did beat this um the first girl that you know from the beginning and she's really Jet done up. yeah like i feel like we probably would have seen more to her technique if she had more and then we just outright don't know what the guy who pulled up to defend her is even doing but he's clearly flying with his shit too you know what i mean so i don't i want to say that like if she does have two techniques i, I want to say that whatever this conversational one is kind of is too intense to allow her scorpion tail hair you technique to also forward. be there too yeah you know what i mean it's very um i don't know you know like you usually only get like one move is what i'm saying basically and this, yeah. the, these don't seem to be related to each other in any way at least not now mm -hmm. so i don't know but um one of the things that i noticed on page 17 when True. remy is like he's the guy with 100 points and she's like oh i got it um she's looking up to the left but if you flip it she's looking <coughs> but if you flip it to her perspective you okay sorry thank you <laughs> yeah go ahead no worries no worries yeah. um wrong pipe happens to the best of us Ooh, okay yeah I'm, I'm sorry repeat your thought if that's ever happened to you, put it down in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So but, many so. comments. If that's happened to everybody. Q right. same, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so page 17, she's mm -hmm. looking up to the left, right? Mm -hmm. But right. if you look from her perspective, she's looking up to the right. Right. With pop psychology, body language, when one looks up to the right, it typically means someone's lying to you. Right. That's right. Or looking down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I definitely feel like she's just very shady, very two-faced. Um, oh, sure, I like, yeah. I like her outfit. Me too. It's, it's, it's interesting to see, like, kind of a crescent splash for the um, decolletage. Yeah. Uh, and kind of, like, almost, like, combat boots along with, like, a, like this modified chi like slit dress yeah um, just very stylish but still functional absolutely um, and like page 13 that guy's outfit is so cool yeah like, it's got like it's the shark head. jacket with yeah. like the shark face that they put on like the collar planes yeah they yeah. put on planes for world war ii oh, oh yeah for sure mm -hmm. and like i think it's really interesting because like he seems like an older guy too compared to the jet set woman, right. um, which is funny because helicopters are an outdated form of aerial transportation. Oh shit. <laughs> Double down. Yeah. And she's got guy. like the F-150 fighter jet or whatever. Yeah, I don't know anything looks, about planes. She but... seems a lot younger, you know? <laughs> yeah. And she definitely um, does yeah. seem younger. Um, she specialized in tackling, like straight up headbutting. Yeah, that double so spread I, is so fire. Oh my dude, god! Yeah, Amen. eight nine, fantastic. And she took him through buildings. Yeah, she headbutted the shit out of him. Yeah, and he ate that uh, shit. Choreography is busting in this chapter. She hits him with the fucking bolt tackle, and then he literally just like recuperates mid air and like backflip like handspring round offs onto the top of the building picks up a piece of rubble and busts her ass with it Poof! and he puts some cursed energy in it too i yeah, love shit like that i love that that's I love so it. good 
And the thing is, that rubble is from the building he just went through. He yes. literally just grabbed onto the nearest thing. I need this in a bed. second. Yeah, like, come just on. Like, just like, as soon as I get on my feet, I'm going to dome what this a person. What a goat, dude. I love seeing the evolution of Yuji's combat intelligence or his combat IQ. Because, mm -hmm. you know, like, if you go back it to the beginning right. of the series, like, that motherfucker still had hands, but he wasn't as resourceful, you know, in yeah. combat with his environment, I want to say. He's a lot, he has no. a lot more spatial you know, and, uh, and G and, uh, I can't remember the exact term, but like basically the, uh, the same thing, you know, that Cyclops and, and Captain America have like mm -hmm. spatial awareness, you know what yes. I mean? It's just like yes. fire. Yeah. It's really good because he knows his main weakness is ranged. Yeah. Yeah. So like I was just like, you know what? That's good. You understand that you're getting attacked by a flying opponent and you immediately go for a ranged weapon. Doesn't matter what it is. And he gets her right in the side just yeah, like dude. like it looks like liver she just shot. Like a, <laughs> it looks like she took a liver shot from epo you know yeah like, for oh, real wow instant bruising yeah brutal and she, then she falls through like this glass ceiling yeah. yep. into this building below out of here um she's out I, she's gonna come she's back. probably yeah she's probably not out out but like she's wow back. But she's exchange. not having a good day she's yeah. not having a good day yeah. and i love how the guy's just like what the hell what do you do to my woman and she's like well, I guess I'll ask him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, damn, I needed to ask her some questions. And then he pulls up and he's like, all right, well, you're the guy then. You know, squares back up. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you exactly. fucking love dude, you, bro. That helicopter dude is so pissed. He broke his walkie-talkie. He like crunched it in his hand. I yeah. was like, ooh, he's heated. Yeah. I wonder if he has like rockets or like, does he have any projectiles? Because like, to yeah, me, I don't know. if you can fly... The main weapon that you can have that you can fly is that you can fly over your opponent and just pew, pew, pew. Yes. Drop steps, warheads on foreheads, man. Like, <laughs> that's the advantage, right? Yeah, like, yeah for sure. You know, like, the, the bolt tackle, so cool. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I understand mobility. I understand speed. But, like, I want to see that ranged combat a little bit. I want to yep. see the dogfight. We're here now. Uh, mm hmm Yeah, I'm super excited about the future of the Culling Games. I think that all of these chapters leading up to it and now that we're here have just been the perfect transition into what's going to be happening. And if this first chapter is any indication of exactly what this shit's going to be like, then man, five, six, part 10, you know what I mean? is going to be part 15, all that shit. It's like, I'm so excited mm -hmm. to see us get into the meat and potatoes oh, of yeah. the event. You know what I mean? Um, Especially if Megumi is on go like this. Oh my God. Dude. He's sinister looking. Like, look at him at page fifteen. Oh yeah. He's like, yeah, he's like, because you attacked me. Yeah. <laughs> like, he looks so like, he looks pissed and serious <laughs> and ready to go. He is pissed. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's just barely restrained aggression. Yes. Um, the the kid um Amai um on page fourteen, I noticed that he has like this scuff mark on his face that kind of matches Remy. So I think that the the flying hairdo folks were beating him up a little bit. Yeah, I think like, they were like definitely not just in language. They're definitely like knocking him around. Um, and his hat seems a little flat. So mm -hmm. uh, just noting that for the future. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. you got a little flatness to it in the back there on the last couple oh, pages. Might be a kappa. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Right. Yeah, Did you have anything exactly. else for Jujutsu Kaisen this week? Honestly, this was a nice hot start to a chapter, but yeah. I'm pretty good. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Great combo, man. All right, getting into Mashal, Magic and Muscles, Chapter 80. 
Mash Burn Dead and the Friendly Card Game. This was a great chapter. <laughs> it did uh it did a lot for in this opening scene. I, I really liked like the little mini flexes that we get from from both sides. It does it does a really good job of um kind of establishing that competitive tension that that we're going to need going into this final leg of the exam. I was actually surprised that this wasn't the actual event and that this was just like a kind of like meet and like talk shit kind of situation and then everyone's coming back next week or whatever to actually do the thing. So it establishes yeah. a little bit of um you know rivalries or whatever you know what i mean like you got margaret macaron and this dude with his tongue out they kind of have their little moment here which was really cool loved the full like splash page on page four dedicated to their kind of exchange i think the oh, scene yeah. did exactly what it needed to for the setup of the confrontation so we kind of like know who's looking at who we know margaret is all about he's like a hisoka kind of character all mm -hmm. about the um that smoke yeah yeah all about the smoke right yep so like it's cool to see you know them kind of like drawing those lines um yeah and then it goes you know right into a, an incredible scene over you know with this card game and and, and <laughs> the comedy and this is great this is kind of like what i was talking about a couple chapters ago which is having you know more time um you know for the the group to kind of like develop and like you know build their bonds you know like as characters outside of combat and outside of conflict we're, we're getting scenes like this that really just makes you care about the team a lot more and and mm -hmm. and i think i said that that masha was kind of lacking you know this kind of atmosphere in a previous like awkward, review yeah. or something you know what i mean i don't know if that i don't think that's true anymore um, I feel like they've definitely shored that up. A bit. Yeah, and, and and not just with this chapter. I think I was just misremembering the series, honestly, because it's like now that I now that I'm now that we're back here, it's like I'm thinking of so many other times where we've had interactions like these, and it does make the cast feel a lot better and a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um, like I like I know them a lot more. It's not the same as like legitimate conversations about pasts and motivations yeah. and goals being rehashed all the time, like we're used to seeing inside of um yeah. main cast development. But I mean like comedy, whatever, it's mashal, it's gaggy, you know what I mean? Like they're playing fucking yeah. Go Fish and like Old Maid and like BS and shit. Like that's cool. You know, and it's funny as hell, bro. Like whenever <laughs> whenever Dude, Dote's no. about to beat Abdel <laughs> <laughs> uh, abyss me. razor pulls up with the with the sword razor just like i'm gonna slice your throat and he's like not that card yeah oh this card yeah. got it yeah it's um, <laughs> like this game sucks <laughs> also he's like i hate this game yeah. <laughs> he's crying i love it hilarious like, most violent unfair game old made ever yeah and he's like, at least mash is good at like bad at playing cards and mash is just using finger force to keep them no the, <laughs> that was the funniest <laughs> panel for me is the funniest <laughs> the funniest panel for me is is page 12 when he's like, all right, Mash's turn. Oh shit, he drew the old maid. And then he's got zero poker face. He just looks so shook. He's like, no. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh. <laughs> Not like this. Yeah. And then he just won't let him go. You see like the veins in his hand just <laughs> holding him. It's beautiful. Oh, beautiful, it, hilarious, amazing Mashal comedy. Uh, as your classmate, I don't want you to grow up to be someone who cheats. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, oh, uh, man. The, I think the the interaction with Macaron and uh, Gilluff, uh is what his name is on yeah. page three yeah. is pretty interesting. Um, 
I I think it's interesting. It's like, oh, your family, huh? He's like, I like that. If you're buddies, you're gonna be the first to die. Yeah. And like maybe I I don't know. I feel like it's a cliche for villains to be like, oh, friends, family, uh, yeah. affection will only I'm gonna hold kill you, you in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like affection's only a weakness. I can just yeah. use it to get at your opponents. Yeah. Um, but. I think it's interesting because, like, I feel like these people have definitely been, like, let down by affection, so right. they feel like it's not useful. Yeah. Um, definitely in that vein. I like that. Um, on page five, mm-hmm. um, Gilliff holds his wand like he's smoking a cigarette. Yeah, I just I just noticed that. Yeah. I was just like, what is up with this guy? Maybe it's like one of those, uh, you know how you have that nervous tick where you have the pencil or the pen spin, and you yeah. like, yeah, like spin it in between like your fingers and shit or like the, the, the coin up and down oh, yeah. your knuckles or whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it might be that. Um, I like that uh, on page seven, Domina exudes that dark aura yes um which definitely kind of keys on the previous chapter when they were doing like the five different attacks that's definitely his so oh sure narrowed that down a yeah, little yeah. bit mm-hmm. and we know that one dude had bugs so yeah <laughs> fuck that <and> guy <laughs> <laughs> what's your special defense be i'd be like nah bro i'd be like someone else gotta fight this dude it's me, Metal Gear Solid's The Hatred. Yeah, Mash, you, you gotta fight this one, bro. I'll, I'll die to any other magic, but, like, I'm not getting eaten to death by, like, magical ants or spiders. Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be so good. I, yeah. I like that. It's, but it is crazy to me, because, like, we talked about it in the previous chapter that it was like, man, there's a lot of, like, BS, strong-handed BS going on. And yeah. this is just a meet-and-greet, right? Like, right. There's, there's no judge. It's just the meet-and-greet. And maybe that's why they felt like they can get away with it, because there's no judge. It's only a meet-and-greet. Yeah, yeah that, that actually does um, kind of bring <laughs> it back to what, you know, we were talking about last week, actually, in regard to, like, why it seems to have gone the way that it did, even though, like, this is supposed to be regulated and, and there's supposed mm-hmm. to be, you know, people making sure that everything goes, you know, properly, you know, and then you just clearly have like super shady backhanded shit going on right in front of you and like no one speaking out on it. And it's like the scene went the way that it did. But knowing that this isn't the actual event, I guess, makes that whole kind of situation feel a little bit better. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, um, coming out of the I card would- game. Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, and then right, I I do like the the structure for this chapter where it's A B A kind of things like heaviness, levity, lev- heaviness. Yeah. Back to back and back. Yeah. Um, uh, coming straight out of the card game, uh, mm-hmm. the guy with the shark teeth and the eye patch, um, is Levis Rose Quartz. Yes. Um, Rose Quartz is typically like crystal that is signified with um, love or like mm. self-love and affection, which is interesting for a character that's just so cold-hearted. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, this is, a, this is a great setup for the antagonist group that we're dealing with right now. It does a really good job of establishing the hierarchy of power, right? Because we have all of this you know, initial characterization for Levis Rose Quartz and they're gassing him up. And this isn't even Domina, you know what I mean? Like Domina follow, you know, like they're they're talking about how much this dude is a prodigy and all of the things that he kind of, you know, accomplished, you know, to get here and who his connections are, you know what I mean? So we know that at least Domina and, ooh, wrong pipe. <laughs> you good? Put that in the comments. I'm going to put that one in the comments. Yeah. I know your team, brother. <laughs> 
hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I just think it's cool. You know what I mean? Like, like Mashal is is good at setting up stakes. You know what I mean? It's good at creating hype <laughs> for the protagonist and the antagonist. We know exactly what we're going into um, for pretty much every confrontation because they do a good job of letting you know who these characters are, what they've accomplished, and gives you really good displays of their strength before the conflict actually goes down. So the only thing that I'm obviously worried about is just the execution of all of this setup because when we're coming out of the you know, the Wahlberg and Innocent Zero stuff, I felt that a lot of the execution on that was kind of clunky, fell kind of flat, you know what I mean? So this yeah. is obviously the next leg of the adventure. So more danger, more peril, more hype, arguably, you know, inside of at least the personal conflict of our main cast, because before it was more so Innocent Zero and Wahlberg, you know, that kind of almost came yeah. to a stalemate. That was a lot of the um, stress and tension was inside of that confrontation that got resolved outside of MASH, basically. So inside of what our team is going to be directly dealing with, I want to say this is the highest stakes we've seen for them. So, um, yeah, just got, I mean, you just got to see how it goes. I think that they, once again, did a great job of establishing the threats because we even have Cell War here in this last little scene with Domina just completely under the heel of domina and cell war was hyped up pretty hardcore yeah along with innocent zero too so it's cool it feel it feels good i'm sure the action is going to be incredible from a narrative standpoint i'm excited to see how it is executed and how it does it does all come to a conclusion just because i really am ready for mashal to just um shatter my expectations uh yeah. after the last you know arc or whatever so uh the part that i thought was really interesting in this area was uh in page uh 16 17 there's some parts that i want to really focus on um top page of 17 innocent zero he looks like a combination of like sephiroth and missing no from pokemon oh wow um he he's regenerating he's got this weird like cube disintegration going on with his body he looks yeah. a little bit like mewtwo a little it's bit very like, very genova very uh yeah, yeah. Genova. um father to your mother um, <laughs> but the nice thing i wanted to notice is that we get the first sight of innocent zero's base yeah next to that very small section right there yeah um and it and looks it, very uh, um biological kind of like organic material you know like where everything else, like kind of looks like a cathedral in 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 mashal usually this look seems a little bit more i don't know um in the realm of body horror you know which which yes. is yeah which is like totally in the, the bottom the vibe yeah the bottom 17 but the top page the top sure. page a little sliver the little rectangle right here oh sure you get to see like conical rooftop towers oh yeah yeah um, yeah you get to see kind of this um classical looking fortress um it reminds me of like old school prisons um mm. a little bit and then you get to see a little bit and it what appears to be water showing various spikes underneath or that oh. this is actually a floating castle yeah yeah for sure i was gonna say because yeah. it's like it can't be like, like a reflection i don't i want to say yeah unless they're hiding inside like a reflection of a water like a giant lake or something yeah, yeah but like i also feel like you could see like maybe 
clouds on the very bottom of that thin strip panel yeah. that shows the zoomed out, you know, um, it was perspective. The streaming like little like wavy lines that made me think it was water, but right. I think you're right. It is clouds and yeah. like with uh, the stuff going above too. Right. Yeah. Those are it's... clearly that's clearly like sky, and we seem pretty close to All it right. at least from this perspective. Yeah. Zero's flying castle. Let's go. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh man. So we got we got we know why he's hard to pinpoint. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because he literally. Do I look like a man whose feet touch the ground? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oof. I'm in motion. I'm up above. You don't know where I'm at. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah. Incredible though. Like I'm 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 super excited for the next couple of chapters. I think that we do maybe get one more before the bout chapter, maybe. Mm -hmm. You know, for just a little like bit a more setup, May, and 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 even if it's not a training montage, maybe it's like half training montage, half you know further development for the antagonist cast. Maybe we see you know what everybody else on the team has got going on, at least to a little degree or something like that. Either way, you know, I feel like it would be exciting. I feel, but but depending on how much buildup they do before they go into the conflict, I feel like is really important. So because it's like I feel like we want to. Are we going to learn more about them beforehand, or are we going to learn about them during? I don't know which would slap harder. That's fair. But, uh, um, I think there might be another assassination attempt because hmm. this seems to be their mo. It's just like, sure. oh, we show up to the event. Well, they didn't show up for some <laughs> wacky reason. Yeah. <laughs> um. That so I wonder if they're. Like I think if like because like they have five people on, uh, Mash's team. They have six on the other side of Valkus, um, I think that maybe one of them is going to be proactive. And oh, yeah, because it's only Mash and because it's only Mash and Lance originally, right? Or no, I thought yeah. it was six versus six. Okay, so it was Mash mm -hmm. and Lance, and then the three came in. There wasn't another one before Margaret and Abyss Razor stepped in? Hmm. I mean, I'm looking at like be, them I guess. Yeah. I'm looking at them, watching them play cards, and there's only five of them, so. Yeah, let's go back here. Oh yeah, you're totally right. So I think that they're like super outnumbered, um, but I think that this is a good opportunity in the next chapter. I think I'm gonna. Well, no, because they're missing now. macaron. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Continue. Um. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. I thought there's gonna be an assassination attempt either way. Oh sure. Um, <clears throat> to kind of even out the numbers. Um. Oh. Honestly, speaking of macaron, I'm really glad that they brought him back. as kind of like a heel turn and protagonist assistant and yeah. he's goofy isn't he like yeah. he's just like we are mash's family and i'm like what yeah, family I was like you know, oh like, shit been watching like, fast and furious shit since you got whoops ever since <laughs> i used to think i was the strongest but i learned yeah. there's nothing stronger than family <laughs> <laughs> got the short hair like dom too <laughs> he's hey funny. but no like margaret like having this heel turn makes a lot of sense because their motivations were always established <laughs> as like i just want to fight strong people you know what I mean? So it's like Abdel, yeah. you know, kind of having a debt to, to repay, which which makes sense. Abyss Razor just following Abdel no matter what makes sense yeah. that he's there too. And then and Margaret he's... being like, oh, swole oh. motherfucker, strong, strong people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it all feels great that they're, that they're together good, like this. But I'm really glad that Margaret Macaron is going to be like reused, right? Like, because right. like they hype them up so much. And when they fought, I was just like, I want more. Yeah. I want more out of this fight and I wasn't getting it. And I was like, man, what a waste. Yeah. I felt that way too. Yeah. I felt that way too. Yeah, I, I, that way too. Character, I was just like, yeah, you can do more of this and I'm yeah. glad they are. Yeah. That was like a big, um, you know, point in my, in my complaint about how, uh, 
how like kind of like disappointing the the arc the previous arc was was just inside of the the margaret and the mash confrontation but he's back now see what he's got to do on on the protag side mm-hmm. and you know it'll it'll all work out i'm sure it's fucking mashal mashal's great and yeah i don't know i'm excited as hell nice chapter absolutely was there anything else you wanted to speak on i really covered everything that i want to with margaret awesome can't wait for the next chapter Mm-hmm. all right getting into uh, my hero academia chapter 328 no man is an island how do we feel this was one of my favorite chapters yeah, to be honest fire. i i love stain he's a yes. great character very flawed but self-aware enough to know that it's he is he's like yes. and like to touch on that like uh the whole interaction like i think we should start with like kind of what we're seeing right now because like sure this whole alcatraz island yeah this little thing, flashback Tartarist, situation here is it's so sick destroyed yeah itself. oh yeah for sure wait Lights real coming. quick have we seen um stain's face before in my hero academia is this the first time that we're like seeing his actual face without any like you know excessive shading or anything I like th- that I think so in this one. Yeah. Um, I feel like I saw it in My Hero Vigilantes yeah. when he realized that um, he basically chopped off his own nose mm-hmm. because he was basically told, he's like, oh no, you can pretend that you're um, a regular person and not a villain. He's just like, oh, you, you think that I, I'm not, I'm bluffing on my dedication and he chops off hey. his own nose yeah. and he's just like, no, now everyone that sees me knows how fuck he's like that. I am a villain and that yeah. I am not one of you fakers. And I was just like, oh yeah. man, wow. he's hardcore. Damn. Yeah. I think this is also the first time that we've gotten like his name in my hero academia. Maybe uh, that, that I don't, I'm not hundred percent sure on either, but Chizome Akaguro. I know they, touched on it a little bit when they were like oh we've got him arrested and we're processing mm, yeah that's him. right that's right that's we're right. just sending him to tartarus and they're like he they talked about his career as a person that like once tried to be a hero and mm-hmm. then like basically ended up becoming a guy standing on a soapbox in the middle of the street ranting about the flaws of the and then disappeared for a while and that's him yeah yeah for sure yeah this was this was a great opening scene bro like and stain is a great vehicle i want to say for the underlying the dissatisfaction like the underlying theme i want to say of my hero academia is just stain's character and what he represents and like his outlook on society is slowly starting it went from like holy shit this dude's a maniac to very slowly over time kind of being the outlook that's almost shared by most people once they see you know once society sees everybody that stepped down from heroism once the heat really got turned up and it wasn't as much about celebrities and and brand deals as it was about actually saving people seeing those you know heroes you know kind of step down in that kind of situation it's just like damn stain was right as fuck you know what i mean like it's always comes back to stain i want to say inside of all of the moral ambiguity you know in, oh, yeah. in, in the series so it's great to see like what that looks like on a little bit more visceral level inside of tartarus in this little flashback he hears people talking crazy this dude 
busts out of his cell and he's clearly in here for like sexual assault or something yeah and i just no, remember being guys. like ew and then right away rah, just fucking jugular strike you're done See, you're i out appreciate of here. that so much about yeah. uh out of hori you know it's just because yeah. like he's like he doesn't reward like aggressively sexual characters ever right and it's just like good this yeah. This is the kind of media that I want to succeed a lot because, um, like, I like the concept of Goblin Slayer. I do not like a mm. lot of the execution of Goblin Slayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just like, I, I wish I could enjoy this idea more. Right. But, but you had to suss I it up. Can't. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I can't. Yeah. I, I can't. Like, I had to slog through so much and just, like, blur past through things. Like, yeah. do that thing where I, like, click, 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 click. Okay, yeah, did like, I okay, see okay. anything? Yep. And then I start at the beginning, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to do this. All right. Yeah. And it just hurts every time you see it. For sure. Um, none of that like, here. <laughs> none of that here. Stain's um, giving you broken glass to the neck. justice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's got the shiv. Love that. Love that for him. Yeah. Um, and then he is a very pragmatic person, and I like the way his brain works. Where he's like, others met grizzly ends gripping firearms, but this one clutches something like a babe in his arms. Yes. And even the guy's just like, why'd you grab this and not the weapon? And he's like, yes. I need, I need to require permission. And this is another moment where, um scanlation and official translation mm. don't always match up sure um because i thought that um the language in this chapter was a little clunky but like it also fits because the guy is dying right so like i don't expect you know an eloquent dying man right um where he's just like uh you know i like is like you worked with um Shigaraki. Shigaraki. Uh, it's like can't it's give like, you this. It's like <laughs> he's it's like, like, no, I'm like, the one that needs to have this. You don't get it, brother. Yeah. It's like villains can't have this. That kind of is like this stored data. And he's like, it's like he's like that information um has to give it to uh you know he has to get it to the true heroes. Yeah. Um the hero he's like because uh, I think the guard says like it's like stop it. That has to reach the heroes that can help. Yes. Um, and then he's just like, and he's like, I was like, um, he's like, drop it. I was like, it's like, drop it. This needs to be done. And then Shigura, uh, Akuro is like, this era has gone wrong. It's like, you're right. The world has gone wrong, but don't worry. Your convictions will be rewarded. I'll bring it. It's like, and oh, uh, so this is the scanlation, like a little bit. Like, th that's the one they talk about. Like, I'm doing, I'm riffing off memory, right? Right, right, honest. sure, sure, sure. Um, but like the way they're talking about it, and he's like, um, he's like, I'll make sure you're, it's like, he's like, your duty is carried out by a true hero. And there was, um, uh, the lines like, are you a man or a beast leads to, um, uh, in the scanlation the line his response was he's like it's like i'm it's like it's like i'm is like his response was um oh god anyone that is a true ally of justice yeah. will end up a beast 
Oh, and, sure. Okay. And that was his line. It was just like, that was it. Like, he had one line, and then he's like, yeah, slaps he's a like, bit harder. I'm not yeah. Saying, and I was right. like, it's, it's so good. Uh, yeah. And like, as opposed to, like, I'm merely an ally of the. He's like, he's like, he's like, because he says, he's like, he's like, he's like, I'm working for a world that should be. Yeah. But all those who ally with justice are beasts. Yeah. And I was just like, oh yeah. yeah because like we had that interaction with like Midoriya right. where he looks ragged he looks feral everyone's terrified of him and I was just like yeah no he's a scariest 14 year old right. so like I, I totally see that kind of thing because like um, I because I... look yeah you're right that's a good that's a good connection though because if you look at yeah. Deku you know in the last arc you know where he was on his rogue shit he was a true hero of justice in those times and everyone and looked he, at him like an animal you know what i mean yeah. so yeah so i mean like when it comes down to it the world is so fucked up that the only way to make any real headway or any real progress is to go against the grain in all of the ways that you've mm -hmm. kind of been um programmed to think things should go and you just have to do what you need to do in any kind of time, which yeah. circumstances are nuanced as fuck inside of these kind of conflicts. You know what I mean? So you can't go straight down the hero checklist in all yeah. of these situations. Yeah. You have to veer away from that path if you want to make a difference in this world, in the state that it's in right now. You know what I mean? So it's a little bit more shattering of the veil you know, mm -hmm. and, and it coming full circle inside of Stain's dialogue here. So that's a great, I think that's great absolutely emphasized because like we talked about, like in the early series, they talk about how, uh, um, I didn't think my body moved on its own as right. if by instinct, I had to act like instinct. They don't yeah. care about the rules. That's they right. just followed their instinct and believed this is what needs to be done. I'm going to act. Um, and people, it's that fight or flight response, that kind of animalistic deep down thing that we have, yes. as opposed to like this extremely civilized, follow the rules, follow the programming. Let's go with the flow. And like, let's go with like the, the precedent that has been set much like, uh, later in the chapter, when the like effective UN handlers yeah. for <laughs> heroes are talking, it's like, oh, we can't, you know, rally all these people, even though these heroes are saying, oh, but we should. Yeah, <laughs> let's go, let's go. Stop with the paperwork. Stop with the rules. This is not helping. Yes, it's like uh, they are poorly restrained animals of just like they are beasts as yes. as akaguro would put it that right. they are true allies of justice because like um uh in the scanlation like the egyptian dude isn't mm -hmm. even saying he's like i like i like this translation a little better uh in the official one yeah because he's literally hieroglyphic and he says i'll flatten all for one which oh, is hilarious wow. to me i love the pun i like the little bit like injection of levity it's so yeah. it's just a little thing but i love it yeah, it's good. um but then like and he I looks like so that. 2d in this panel mm -hmm. too straight yeah, up yeah. he's literally gonna flatten him uh that's funny I thought it was great. It was a great like change from the scanlation because the other one was talking about like, um, it's like yeah, Salam just keeps saying that all for one is growing everywhere. We must stop him. Mm, that kind of thing. Sure, and I was like, sure. all right, cool. So yeah, like that, that makes cool. sense. Um, I love the scene beforehand though, uh, before the UN. Um, oh, absolutely. Scene because it, it gives us a lot of information about you know All Might's 
perspective of one for all and how it affects him and we get this you know we get all this information about how well before that even talking about the tartarus breakout in regard to shigaraki and um all for one and how the breakout happened because of a like a, a pulsing resonation link between all for one's you know mental and shigaraki's mental i think is what it was and they're 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 kind of upping the stakes inside of the threat of of one for all and shigaraki or all for one and shigaraki even more by saying mm -hmm. this distance was so massive and they were able to link you know their their um you know their their signal in a way that produced the desired effect on the you know circuitry and the inner workings of tartarus that allowed this breakout to happen in the first place and all might mm -hmm. goes over here in this beautiful diagram of aura might and all might and he's like bro like i have to be like super close you know to i have to be hands-on to yeah. be a teacher to yeah in that kind of way well it's like i think i think it's talking about like proximity to the current inheritor of one for all it's like the closer he is the more in sync he is with his vestige in that space i think is what he's saying and he's mm -hmm. like all for one and shigaraki were who knows how far apart and they were able to pull this off so like that's a really big fucking deal if they're mm -hmm. that powerful at that distance i think is what i kind of like took from from um, the exchange i feel like they were just talking about like oh all for one should be functioning like one for all in that sense and they're like how did he coordinate and they're like no no no, no. he's like guys 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 you forget his ability is not like mine. Mm -hmm. It's literal um, intent and origin are different from mine. Mm. Like, because he's like, I'm one for all. So like, I contribute my feelings, right? Um, but like, all for one is also an amalgamation of so many different quirks that he found a workaround to communicate with him this is not the same oh he's sure. trying to explain to them like hey man this is not exactly the same like yes there is a little bit of vestige that probably makes it easier to communicate like um but like um you know that might be an effect like it like i think that vestige of all f one for all um is there but it's supplemented very much by a quirk right and like um just a, a little bit of an aside um there were uh chapters where um a guy was talking to he's calling a guy a master and he was talking to like a mental projection in his head and he was a guy who had a bunch of quirks grafted onto him and he was working for like he wasn't explicitly stated, but he's working for all for one. Mm -hmm. And he was calling this guy master. And it didn't look like for all for one, except for there was this one moment when it zoomed up on the master's face and he smiled mm. and he had all for one smile. And I was yeah. like, so he's able to mentally project himself to his protégés. So sure. he might like, like any Nomu level vessel. He can Basically. kind of just like hijack mentally yeah, whenever yeah, he, he needs can, to. Or like, or at least he can project it and like guide them. Cause he was trying to coach a guy and he's like, yeah. Oh, you're not listening to me anymore. Right. Oh, well, well you're still doing your thing and this will still help me in some of my other plans. So I'll just let you run wild. Yeah. And like, Reminds me of um, a comic that I'm reading called uh, Tokyo ghost, which is like this, like super cyberpunk indie comic by uh, Rick Remender and Sean Murphy. 
and like the main <laughs> antagonist is like a guy who's kind of like blended into the internet he's like assimilated with it and so oh. anyone that has like a nano pack you know upgrade inside of them which is most people you know what i mean yeah. in in this world like he can literally just jump into them whenever he wants and kind of like hijack their consciousness for whatever reason oh, yeah you know what i mean so it's, he's really hard to take down because he can literally be inside of anyone at any time so yeah it makes you wonder because like all for one's given his powers out to a lot of people right right and right. he seems to be like acutely aware of things so like um do you think that like in lady nagant when she blew up do you feel like a small vestige of all for one was just hiding within that power waiting for her to trip things up and then blow her up yeah i think that's what was it, it was, like, yeah. like and I, I feel like that's how he's doing it because he has such perfect timing. And even if he is like one of the smartest dudes in the world and he has a billion, you know, mental enhancing quirks, I just can't imagine a, a single living being being able to compute that much stuff constantly in tandem live. Yeah, yeah for sure. So I, I, I think that there, this is a confirmation of my earlier theory of that. Um, and it's like, Oh, it takes so much. Um, and I love the uh, the police officers. Um, like, Catman. I like the Cat I love Man Taka Jones. I like that Takauji is... Um, uh, he's showing like some scrubble, like scruff now. Like he used yeah. to be that clean cut looking oh, detective that's right. kind of yeah. guy. Now he's like, he's like, man, I've seen some shit in this department. Like, yeah, I'm working a lot of overtime, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't seen my sister or anything for a while. Yeah. Do we have a name uh, for the cat? For the cat person? Uh, his name is Sansa. Oh, Sansa. Three. Yep. Yep. Yes, because he has um, like three little stripes on his forehead, yep. which is what um, uh, tiger. It's literally um, like the symbol for tiger. Oh, nice. Um, the three stripes. So mm -hmm. with the little single vertical line. Right. Uh, through that. Um, mm -hmm. but his name is Officer Sansa, and nice. uh, he's one of my favorite. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because I just like his, like, really kind of, like, matter-of-fact reactions that are, like, he's like, so we have two months, right? No, no, it says make him complete in 38 days. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, so wait a minute, we have, like, three days, actually, then, which is insane. And his eyes get so big. He's yeah. just like, ah, oh. fuck. Yeah. But, like, but the radio waves and, like, the all-for-one vestiges being used to order the nomu makes sense the idea that like i like that a lot yeah and like the fact that shigaraki was able to do it later because he wasn't able to do it during like um the the jump force training like with uh black hole 13 mm -hmm. oh yeah that's you know, right he wasn't able to do that he was like hey i need to i need to call you and ask you to do these more things he's like no 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 and then later on after he's been modified, he's able to, like, when he's doing, the, like, the superpower elimination front, paranormal yeah. liberation front, yep. he's like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah. And he's just, like, you know, able to do it. And I'm yeah. like, okay, hey, okay. I see the progression. I yes. see the thing. And, like, he, but that was also the same time that was highlighted with, he's like, all for one, give me back my body. I'm not done with it. Yeah. Like, I liked how he argued with him, and he's willing to fight um, the art on page six was awesome yes. just um it reminded me of the first episode with um all might where it's just this piled up debris a wreckage oh carnage, yeah and he's and carrying like seven carrying people, the people yeah. over his shoulder and then it's just 
these two not helping anybody, but basking in their desire for help. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, oh, it's such a good parallel. Horny is so good. At oh, this. yeah. The, the, the visual everything inside it's of My just... Hero Academia is incredible. You get all kinds of like callbacks and you know subtle visual storytelling that's like non-verbal that like gives things away too it's like whenever you got all that going on in your series and your art is this high quality it's like you're not doing anything wrong over here on that front like you're killing it and yeah. like this and and like this is why we keep telling people slow down you're consuming this week to week right just let it happen. I'm not asking you to have one piece level of patience. Okay. We just right. grew up with that. We just happened right. to grow up with that. Right, right. Um, but like, chill. Yeah. Chill. Take it's it in. It's going to come together. Yeah. It's going to come together. Let it, let it osmosis. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let it cook. Let, let it cook. cook. Let it cook. Like, this is gumbo, man. Like, there's a lot of ingredients and it's it takes its time to simmer. Wow. That's um, a great, great analog. Love it. Gumbo. Um, yeah, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. Spicy, gumbo. I'm loving this. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, straight oh, up. This so UN uh, scene is massive. This is if Keiko was here, he would be jumping for joy. This is something oh, that he's no, been he'd be saluting him right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like this is this is what he's been saying the series needs since even before the Paranormal Liberation Front War. He's mm -hmm. been like, where are the guys in suits? Where are the UN meetings? Where are the, the G men? Where are the opinions of the rest of the world? You know what I mean? And he and there was a time where he was worried that like. You know, my hero academia wasn't going to give us things like this because we were talking about how it might not be that kind of story where it's going to dive into true, things like true. heavily on the political side of things, and it just wants to focus on, you know, um, Japan and you know and things like yeah. that. So, but it looks like we're finally like reaching out now. It's right on time, in my opinion. I mean, at any time since you know, or even before the Paranormal Liberation Front War, just with the number of cataclysmic you know, events that have kind of happened mm -hmm. in Japan over the course of the story. You'd think you would might have seen them a little bit earlier. So I understand Kiko's, you know, original concerns, but we were, you know, like we had plenty of times the conversation on this show. It's like, Ori seems to be really thorough, you know what I mean, with oh, this kind so of thorough. stuff. And and he he set up such a slow burn progression of his main character. This is obviously a very long game story, you know, compared to you know, some other weekly Shonen Jump titles, you know what I mean? It, it, and we were talking about it a long time ago about how this feels like this could be a 500 to 600 chapter story. I don't really know if that's what we're looking at now, but like the slow burn in the beginning, definitely, and, and just all of the things they've checked off like since the beginning of the story, it's like they're covering a lot of the bases. We got here a little bit later than we thought we would, but like it was, yeah. there was no doubt in my mind that it, if the stakes were going and the threats were going to keep rising the way they were, there's no way we could stay in Japan. You know, like even if it is coming a little bit slower than we would have wanted, I feel like right now having it makes all the sense in the world. It's like, when is it too late for stuff like this? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if we didn't get anything like, like this at all. Time. Yeah, I feel like it's the perfect time too. You know what I mean? Like all of the damage has been done. They can't ignore Hosu. They can't ignore Deka. They definitely can't ignore Tartarus everything now busted. because of Tartarus. It's, it's yeah it's very much like um batman's uh no man's land saga Ooh. right where where like like okay. killer Croc and, and, yeah it definitely yeah. gives me those vibes where they're like everyone's just like panicking yeah. and like huddling up gathering what weapons they can using yeah. what support items they can shit you has know. hit the fan yeah um all or nothing uh you know what's the let's what's the... gather around a single strong person and state we'll... of emergency martial yeah. law shit like that yeah, yeah. dmz 
yeah yeah so it's like it's right on time zone. and i feel like the more you know that kind of happens you know the more you know shitty events that kind of go down the harder this scene kind of slaps when you like look at everything that they're going to have to start addressing as a united nations like congregation they're like mm -hmm. man it's like well here's here's all the facts you know i'm sure that this conversation is going to continue and they're going to be like deka hosu you know what I mean? Uh, all of these, you know, things that that happen leading up to this, it's going to be cool to see if we do get all of their thoughts and feelings on on that kind of stuff, because the conversation that they're having here, like it makes sense that they wouldn't have a meeting like this beforehand, because it's like you got dude over here talking about how America is so fucked up. If we take any of our troops, you know, away from America, then American villains are going to be like, oh, yeah, it's time to go. You know what I mean? So you got to really have all the guns. Yeah. And power. <laughs> yeah. Like you got to really make sure that what you're sending these heroes that are more than occupied in their own zones, you got to make sure that what you're taking them or that the reason that you're taking them away from that makes enough sense. So you have to let mm -hmm. all of this shit kind of stack up before you even start thinking about recruiting their help you know what i mean well it's like, i mean they got their own shit going on clearly you know what i mean but like on page 12 there's a moment where like all for one has already accounted for this he's like any large scale deployment tends to encourage the major crime syndicates to stir up trouble this time is worse than ever countries all, all over the world in turmoil almost as if those syndicates are working together. Yeah. And then according to Interpol, the man known as All for One has underworld connections at a number of countries. Yeah, that's right. And so if you do the scanlation where the Salam is saying, you know, the threat of All for One is growing everywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it is. You think he's going to stop with Japan? Yeah. No. Yeah. When he talked to um, his own brother, he said, I know you wanted to be the ultimate hero. And I want to be the ultimate villain. Yeah. I want to be the great demon lord this world deserves. And I was like, oh my god, this is a child's game to you. Yeah, yeah, for real. Fuck. Some squid game shit. Uh-oh. Yeah, dude, even worse than that. No, oh, no. man. But it's just like... Um, but the one UN guy I think is really funny is that you can tell he's like literally sweating. Yeah. Um, even though he's literally he's like, just a silhouette, they make he's sure just a silhouette. You know, he's, he's sweating dressed. so much and he's, he's yeah. just like, ours already left. They, they just skipped out on everything and flew off <laughs> and we get to get star and stripe. Yeah. And I like that. Like, um, America's number one hero is. A and all might want to be because like he literally yeah. has United States of Smash. Yes. Um and he's just and an American like, character in a Japanese I, story. Clearly. And I like that it's a woman who is like the number one hero because like Yeah, for sure. We don't see a lot of female heroes and like the ones that we do see, like um the wild wild pussycats, they're still mm -hmm. kind of almost like pop star, yeah. like cutesy cutesy pop star kind yeah. of heroes, where this one seems very um classic wonder woman style like mad traditional yeah mad like, traditional like um not like a masculine woman but like 
a woman that has assumed a, a masculine role in like Silver Age comics. Yeah, for sure. That kind of like character design is what she's screaming out to me. Yeah, and even um, outside of like the costume, like she looks so American. Like I feel like I know mm -hmm. this woman in the face. Like she looks like you know, <laughs> like, a, like a, a Britney, a Tiffany. You know what I mean? Like legitimately yeah. looks American as fuck from top to bottom. So my just... name is Rachel Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> what up, girl? <laughs> Hey, yo, <laughs> Rachel, Rhode Island. Yo, that's hilarious. She's got that mock punch so she can make it to brunch. Let's go. <laughs> uh, dude, no. dude, but like, seriously, I don't know what her, like, her language screams Silver Age too. She's like, my master's in a pickle. She willikers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just like, like, okay, you're, you're a classic, classic hero. Yeah, very, it. very Silver Age dialogue. Also, like, with some, oh, like, yeah. kind of like Southern undertones, mm -hmm. I want to say, like, yeah, dude. Hey, no yeah. skin off our backs. Oh, wait, no, no, no. This is them yeah. talking to, to her. Yeah. Okay, so this is her no. own dialogue right Also, here, yeah. her cape is massive. Yeah. Hey, my devil's spirit. And I'm just waiting. And I, part of me is just like, I just saw her riding a plane and just like having that massive cape. Yeah. And I was just like, Edna Mode, no capes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm, yes. I'm calling it now. She's going to get that cape yanked and she's going to be like swung around like a yeah like a yo -yo. <laughs> no. oh man if they play into like the watchman logic of like dude having capes has only gotten people killed in this in this industry you know what i mean like yeah I what mean, do you mean dollar bill got his cape. yeah exactly dollar dollar bill i think is who it was in in watchman got his cape stuck in a revolving door and then burglars beat his ass to death <laughs> while he's like stuck in the door and shit it's like alan moore is like what the fuck are these capes for get this shit out of here man like yeah you know <laughs> do do a dignified mantle but yeah. no capes please yeah. yeah but i love how beefy she is bro she's swole as hell she's buff dude, as fuck no. or he's really good her with that kind of looks stuff looks like my leg dude yeah mirko like... mirko nana star and stripe mm. like love, he's got i love that. those characters so much like yeah. and he gives them different body types like he doesn't For give sure. like the same mm -hmm. like like the same jack kirby jacked woman sure yeah vibes. For sure. they have different levels of jacked and then they focus on different parts of their body like nana was just very toned and had like a very developed torso yeah whereas Mirko and the thighs were drastic on nana and, nana's yeah, thighs yeah. were mm, both my legs put together <laughs> dude and then Mirko was basically just chun li straight up yeah yeah um, yeah and then this one seems more um like shoulders and biceps shoulders and biceps yeah. um like if you zoom in on the tiny part where she's standing sure. she's got like some like pretty solid legs but it doesn't seem to be like the focus of her character or anything right like right that. right um and i mean she might be like early deku where she's like oh i idolize all might i'm going to focus my attacks with my fists yeah you let's know? go so like yeah i'm, I'm positive she's a brawler dude she has tight. to be she's she gonna jaw to you yeah absolutely she's probably got the same techniques as all might bro you know what i mean like she probably doesn't have uh one for all but still like i bet you she's still gonna be hitting you with rhode island smash you know what i'm saying minneapolis smash let's get it i think it's time dude, i think oh, it's Uzi, time like, uh dude uh she has like the capital combo <laughs> and just like starts just yelling the names of like Yo, state capitals the, as the, she like <laughs> just the capital c -c -c combo breaker Yo, capital combo would be insane like a jet gatling but you know. Las Vegas Lariat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Minneapolis. Dude. 
I don't know the I don't know the M word for it. I but. don't know. I want a Minneapolis named attack though. Like it's time. Yeah. We're here. I I think it's just only fair that we just go through all the states between Deku, All Might, and Star <laughs> and Stripe. Just give it to us. Let me get the panel. Let me have my celebration. I've been talking about oh, it for dude. years. I want to see this moment where like she and Deku do the same state and they look nothing alike. And they just look at Ooh. each other like, hey. Hey, wait a second hold on hey. and then wait. all might like in his final fights like let me show you how to do this <laughs> like yo that'd be crazy dude it'd be interesting if um i kind of want to see if deku ever achieves like an all mic level physique but he is yeah. like 14 that's so, like, like the biggest question i think for me is like the metamorphos aspect of you know all might's situation versus deku's you know what i mean because we know that all Might's like skinny form, I don't think is his original form either. No, because like we've seen him in like, like high school and he's like really he's like in pretty good shape, you know what I mean? Like when he's younger or whatever. You dude, know what I mean? he's so, he's a fine looking young man. Yeah, uh, and I know that he like young lad. I know he attributed it to like, you know, um bodybuilders flexing and like making themselves like look bigger than they than they are or whatever. Like he was like, pretty big even when he was Yeah, flexing. you know, like I think I feel um, there's a lot of um, you know, mystery still surrounding that and we need a better oh, yeah. explanation. Like yeah. if Deku is able to pull off a hundred percent of all for one and embody it, does he just morph into <laughs> something similar mm. to All Might? Like I, I really want to see that personally. Yeah. Um but I do like him being his own person. So like, I understand if they don't go through that. Cause like Hori does take that into account. Like yeah. one of the main points of this series was like, you are not all might, right? You are your own person and you should right. be a hero to others and also to yourself. Be your own hero. I think he can still get um, swole though. You know what I mean? Like, oh, if he's going to be. Yeah. And I know we, jacked. I know we only have three days left before we, you know, go into this. So I'm not like expecting like another time skip or anything, but like if mm -hmm. there is going to be another time skip in my hero academia at some point, I can totally see, you know, another intense training montage, you know, mm -hmm. what I mean, inside of all of our protagonists uh, or whatever. And yeah, if we could see a, a buffer Midoriya before the end of the series for one reason or another. So I think that eventually, um, the physical body that we designate as all for one will die in the final comp at least at least oh you mean one for all this Talking about like yeah, all like, might yeah, yeah no 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 oh, uh, for, actually, all for okay, one for all for afo one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh our darth vader potato head yeah um, <laughs> like i think he's gonna like his body is gonna be destroyed i think sure. that he his physical form will die and he will be left as almost like a Voldemort-like quirk ghost mm. um, uh, within Shigaraki. And then he has to fight Shigaraki and push Shigaraki to, like, be the proper vessel. Because, like, yeah, he can be the proper vessel, but I want the old husk to die really badly. Yeah, um, I think we'll see that. Because, like, they're always talking, it's like, oh, man, your first, fi our first final clash you know, yeah. ruined my body even without regeneration. <laughs> you know, he's doing that um Hannibal Lecter guy, that that one guy from Hannibal Lecter where his face is all eaten up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like he's doing that monologue at like All Might, and I was just like, yeah, this is the vibe I'm getting from you. All right, yeah, like I'm waiting it. for his body to die. Like, yeah, me too. Um, I'm ready. And then I'm people ready for celebrate. Him to just die, period. <laughs> I'm waiting for him, like people to celebrate, and it's gonna be way too soon. Yeah, and like. And, like, the government's going to have to do the decision, like, 
do we tell people that the threat isn't actually over, even though you have a visible body of the big bad? And I want to see what they do. Yes. Yes. (sighs) Me too, man. Man, this is a brutal chapter. It gives a lot to think about. Like, I love... I love Stain. Me too! He's so good. He's so good good. at being bad. Yeah. Yeah, top five character right there. he he's absolutely one of my favorites. He's a fantastic anti-hero. Mm-hmm. I I like the definitive explanation for how all for one works and how the vestiges work. Yes. Which was really needed because at this point we were like so much of the plot hinges on this battle between all for one and one for all that it had to be done. Yeah, so you I'm have glad to they like took, give I the think delineation. This was the perfect yeah. time to like word vomit and like lay yep. down the law like eight and nine is almost equal parts picture and text text <laughs> yeah. and i'm just like you know what that's fair yeah but this next one's gonna be awesome and i want to see how foreign uh heroes will struggle with adapting to the even wilder culture that is the no man's land of japan <laughs> yeah for real like yeah. already culture shock but kick it up to 11. Let's yes. go. I'm ready. I'm super ready. Mm-hmm. And with that three-day time limit that they put on this after such a wordy chapter, I feel like it makes it feel a lot better, too, for people that are afraid of words, <laughs> which is a lot of yeah, Twitter, it's, apparently. It's <laughs> funny, because it's mostly words. Yeah, right, yeah. But it's like, I, I, I eat this kind of shit up, dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, give me all the words. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. I, la- I, I don't like to necessarily be spoon-fed information, but like when it makes sense... To dr- yeah. for exposition dumps i'm like all the way here for it you know what i mean and so. like hori tends to do exposition dump and then he just focuses back on action until you forget that he ever did an exposition dump right right like that's just been the theme that i've picked up on him yeah. um oh, and, great balance great composition yeah. great mm-hmm. flow for his story so now that we've had this it's gonna hit the ground running yeah i think so too <laughs> do you have anything else for hero this week oh i'm spent all right that'll do it Okay, final chapter of the night, Peace de l'existence, One Piece Wa, chapter 2000, or I'm sorry, 1027, (laughs) Danger Beyond Imagining, love this cover, love seeing Roger, whenever he feels like Luffy, because I feel like Roger kind of has like two modes, Pirate King mode, and then Luffy mode, you know what I mean, which is... Yeah, where he's just dicking around. Which is, you know, essentially synonymous, you know, like with with one another at this point, at least for me. But uh, it's just cool to see him in a more, you know, jovial, playful kind of um, aesthetic, you know, to, to his imagery uh, instead of the more commanding, ominous, you know what I mean, enigmatic, you know, kind of uh, way that he's he's shown a lot more of the time. But yeah, like give, keep giving me all of the parallels. Keep making it make more sense. You know that Luffy basically is this guy. I just love seeing shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, look at this! I, like, like, look at this! This dude, lion he puts fun. makeup on. Like, that's so fun. Yeah, yeah. It's just like Roger gleefully running from a lion whose face he scribbled on. Yeah. And then I like if you zoom in, you get Shanks and Buggy climbing up a tree because they're running away from the fucking lion. Yeah. They're for- like, oh. 
Or um, that buggy's definitely running up a tree. I think I think Shanks is just chilling. Yeah, chilling. Yeah, I think, I think he's, he's just chilling, enjoying. Like, it looks like he's rubbing his eyes. Maybe he's oh, laughing. Oh, I thought hard. he was eating something. Yeah, he's either. Yeah, I don't really see too much of like a. Yeah. Oh, maybe he is scared and ran up the tree, and Buggy's scared too. And then Roddy's I mean, like, "What are you guys kids. scared of? I'm about to clown this lion." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like that he wrote dog on the giant cat. Oh, Inu, I see it now. Ha! Yeah. Hilarious. Um That's funny. Man, it's 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 a really I like the wholesome like aspects of One Piece on that. Yeah, for sure. Um but yeah, getting into the chapter though, um I kind of want to just like fast forward right away to this line of dialogue where Yamato is on chapter eight or on page eight where she's talking about you know kaido's weakening you know what i mean like his uh he he said kaido's power or uh, yeah kaido's power is weakening and that's making flame clouds unstable they're not able to support the rock and it's cracking and falling away now kaido visibly has blood running from his forehead and we know that he's mm -hmm. taken damage you know what i mean but he doesn't seem to at least to me, it doesn't really seem to have taken a whole lot of damage throughout the course of this raid. You know what I mean? No. Like, damage has definitely been dealt, but I mean, like, he doesn't really seem like he's ever been in a not-so-favorable position in combat. You know what I mean? He lets people get their get their licks in, and then he turns up and then gets them out of, out of there. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah he's like, been he very... He let attack him once, and then he's just like, and right. uh, Thunder Bagua. Right, and, and, and even though you know, he and Yamato had their clash, you know what I mean? And Yamato got licks in. Kaido was still on, like, you know, the 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 more advantageous foot in mm -hmm. their exchange, I want to say. And then Luffy versus Kaido round one was very Luffy in his bag a little bit. And then Kaido being like, holy shit, where'd this come from? But then still whooping him, you know what I mean? So yeah. he's, he's, he's he, always been dominant. Yeah, he's always been dominant, you know, but like clearly it's good foreshadowing you know, though. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Cause Yamato's like, man, like, you know, like his, his his power is weakening. And if it is, it's showing the effect on his mental state that the fight has kind of been having. So it's kind of like subtly setting up, even though he's very dominant physically, mentally, we've gotten a lot of really subtle cues that his mental state has a lot to do with how effective he's going to be in this fight. So even though the the power is kind of overwhelming on Kaido's side and a lot of people still don't think that Luffy should be able to beat him, it's like they're doing a really good job of not being too blatant about it, but letting you know almost between the lines, like Kaido is kind of losing. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the mm -hmm. day, the scabbard rush in, in the initial raid, Luffy's reinvigorated, you know, um, Conqueror's Hockey Awakening Exchange, you know what I mean? He's like, holy shit, these are so, these are so many things that are happening outside of my expectations that the original, like, me, old me, Kaido, like, sh like, the way he's thinking, like, I should be able to handle all of this, you know what I mean? Because I'm Kaido, but they're still getting past that you know what i mean and they're still mm -hmm. being effective you know what i mean he might not be outwardly verbally saying like holy shit these guys are getting me but like you can see it over the course of this very yeah. long raid that he is on the decline you know what i mean so i think this slaps harder than if you just threw in the you know the plot device suddenly like they're fighting yeah. and all of a sudden the the tide shifts because kaido's like oh i'm so sad I'm ptsd mental state depression and all like yeah at a time it would feel hand wavy and bogus you know what i mean so they're subtly mm -hmm. slowly giving you this decline of kaido 
you know, throughout the course of this arc. And I just love the way it's his confidence handled. is waning. Exactly. Um, exactly. Because like, I like how um, easily distracted he was with mm-hmm. Omomo in the first chapter, mm-hmm. uh, the previous chapter where he got bit and he's just yes. like, Hey man, what the fuck? Yeah. And then also like, he's disappointed and like feels disrespected by Yamato um, turning on him. And he's like, Oh, you know, why can't children just listen yeah. to me? He's getting frustrated. He's just like, why are all these children fighting me? Right. Um, and and why are they kind of doing it well? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, it's like, how come I can't put them down like I always have? Yes. And like, when you zoom in to like Kaido at like um, page three or um, page four. Yeah. Um, or uh, even page eight, any zoom in on his face, he's no longer smiling. He's no longer he's not having condition. a very good time anymore. He, he's yeah. <laughs> visibly upset. And yeah. he's also like, like in the pages six, seven and uh, four and five, he's trying to get at Momo. He's just like, wait, I need to get this kid. I need yeah. to get this kid. I need to get this kid. He's very distracted and distracted to the point that Luffy was able to wrap out his like bungee arms legs multiple times a bungee legs multiple yeah. times around his neck and he's just like like kaido if he was on point and like focused probably would have ducked that, that yeah, yeah yeah or something like that and, and i'd love like, to see luffy like back in his versatile you know gum gum fruit application shit, yeah. yeah back on his luffy shit you know what i mean because i feel like a lot of the time that we see luffy in combat it's always related to some kind of impact based attack you know especially yeah. in the the higher octane higher stress you know higher stakes kind of situations he's literally just rocking your shit you know what i mean inside of a specific gear or whatever mm-hmm. but like it's cool to see him back on like his crowd control distraction choke you out you know like wrap his his mm-hmm. body around you type shit i just love when when oda gives him that kind of shit you know what I yeah mean? it's 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 underutilized and i think yeah. it's it's good to have that kind of return to the the, the roots right um and like and along with the parallel, like I like that they used um, Gold uh, Roger on the front page mm-hmm. because the next following pages they reinforce the like parallels because Luffy has a coat not as fancy as Roger's but right. similar enough, but very uh, <laughs> captainy. Yes, same or very same pirate high thingy. collar. Yeah, very same high collar, long coat. And then they're talking like when Roger and Whitebeard fought met in combat, the heavens split the sky. And so yeah. like I like that Kaido is basically Whitebeard to Luffy in this yeah. in in this contrast where sure. um because like Whitebeard was the massive guy and right. then uh and Roger and was smaller, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was smaller with the coat. And I like that they split the sky and had that that moment. Like this is great parallels. Um I liked that Yamato um, realized that uh, I thought I blocked it, but it doesn't even come close. And this is her realizing that there might be something more to um, just physical attacks. Like, I think this is her, like, reintroduction to, like, what Haki might actually be. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if they've ever had it. Um, uh, yeah, I th- I, you're talking about, like, the origin of Haki? Or, like, I don't know if Yamato's ever used Haki. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. He's had lightning, you know, black hockey lightning coming off his shit, like, in the in the exchange with Kaido, like, pretty much the whole time. Mm. Like, hockey's definitely okay. been present, you cool. know, in all of their in all of their attacks, I want to say, almost. 
dude i like kaido's like hybrid form the yeah, best it's so good it's, it's just so visceral yeah yeah you know it, it, like he he is so monstrous mm-hmm. for having a human face and yeah. it's just like it's just it's just really good i, I yeah. like it he's just a hulking terrifying creature going back um, to uh four and five real quick actually because i literally just mm-hmm. came back i just saw the panel where momonosuke is asking for help from kiku and kanemon and that was a really powerful moment for me obviously because mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm like a huge you know um subscriber you know to the idea that the scabbards have been you know pretty well fleshed out and developed and as characters that you're supposed to care about in this arc a lot of people think that the the flashback um scabbard storytelling kind of fell kind of flat you know what i mean but i i also don't think that oda tries to do everything you know for characters inside of their flashbacks if they're still alive you know what i mean because mm-hmm. it's like odin mont blanc norlin yeah, give give us, you know, their whole story because they're dead they now. They're dead. You know they're not I mean? coming back. And and you could still, you know, go back and give us more, you know, um of that kind of stuff later or whatever. But usually those the flashbacks for dead characters feel really complete, comprehensive, you know, whatever. But inside of the scabbards, their story doesn't end inside of that flashback. So naturally you have to continue to keep giving them development and progression outside of that. And maybe, you know, we should have cared about them a little bit more coming out of the flashback. I don't know. The argument isn't really all that interesting to me anymore at this point. But in moments like these where you can really see how much these characters mean to each other to the point where Momonosuke is in probably his most stressful situation of his entire life. He's crying. And and he's (laughs) crying, thinking, you know, and, and trying to pull strength from, you know, Kiku His and bonds. Kanemon's, you know, you know, like it does so much more for the characters of the Scabbards when you get little moments like these throughout the course of the rest of the arc. Whereas a lot of people are like coming out of the yeah. flashback, like that's it. I don't fucking, well, I, I don't mean, care about these characters at all. You know what I mean? It's like, well, well, that's the point. Yeah, like, isn't it? Like those characters are not for you. Right, those characters sure. are for Momo, right? Sure. Like, like you said it yourself. It's like it's Momo who's drawing the strength from these people, and yeah. so like. To do Momo justice, you have to touch upon his emotional anchors, at least a little bit. So, like, I get why people are like, oh, this doesn't really, like, play into the story. But, like, it's not Luffy's A plot. This is Momo's B plot. Sure. Okay, like, this is that was the ground layering for Momo. But, like, with all everything else going on, I understand why people weren't, like, super fans of it. Right. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah, like I, sure. I, 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 I appreciate emotional investment yes. in my characters. Absolutely. Um, I really appreciate uh, authors who take the time to cultivate that too. Right. So like, and Oda does take his time, you know, and it's like it's a war kind of situation. This is a really big arc with a lot of moving parts and a lot of players on the board. So you can't give everybody that means something you know the amount of spotlight that you might be expecting you know what i mean like at least not blatant you know what i mean so like you get them in the flashback and then like throughout the course of the rest of the raid we're getting more characterization more development growth development for everybody you know involved and i feel like throughout the course of this fight i've naturally just started caring more about the scabbards than i originally did you know what i mean because that's just the way that oda wanted to go about it give you a bunch of them you know, give you a bunch of information for them 
during the Odin flashback and then keep splashing more and more reasons to care about these characters and, and notice their relevance in the overarching narrative of the arc through the conflict, you know, there after that flashback. So I, I just, mm -hmm. I, I appreciate it. You know what I mean? It shows the experience of the writer, um, you know, in, inside of Oda, cause he knows how big his canvas mm -hmm. is. He knows how much time he has and he knows how to deliver as potent of storytelling as you can inside of you know those limits you know what i mean and we see it you know like... absolutely because like if people are like oh well you know i don't like the short flashbacks if you want a flashback for every single character <laughs> okay we're gonna be in onigashima chapter 2005 yeah okay, like, <laughs> yeah for come real on. human limits let's right. go right. um i really like the the realization that those like like very aesthetic clouds actually served a function in keeping the whole thing floating and yeah. i love that the dragons can form clouds and like climb a climb upon them yes like i i love that because like i always wondered it's like how does a noodly chinese dragon actually fly yeah sky noodles because, gotta have you know some yeah, kind of propulsion. they got no wings yeah yeah are they, they just... farting the whole time like I don't know. <laughs> well we see we see it we seen this though because when when momonosuke and punk hazard originally ate the fruit and turned into a dragon for the first time he stepped on clouds to get luffy up to a certain level after he like fell into mm. like the hole of doom that you know caesar kind of like shoved him down or whatever and then him and you know, that was like their first kind of like real moment was Momonosuke going dragon form and getting him out of that sinkhole or whatever the fuck it was. Oh. So he has already um, grabbed the air before. But yeah, rehashing that, it almost seems like Momonosuke like just outright forgot that that was a skill that he had, <laughs> you know, because it seems like this is like his definitely his first time doing it in this chapter. But I know he did in Punk Hazard when he first acquired the ability. Mm. So uh, I mean... Do you think that the kid uh, possibly like repressed how crazy and traumatic that because he thing was because he's just so scared of the power or something? Yeah, maybe. Uh, he, he like he's like because like I don't know because like um so reminiscent to Kaido ha maybe having a lot of like like sudden changes to your body whether it is good or bad is still going to be um. A traumatic experience, a stressful experience, because stress yeah. is neither good nor bad. It is a response to change. Yes. And like, if you have a sufficient amount of stress, you know, it will be traumatic. The brain will forget. The kids ate. Like, I don't know any eight-year-olds that remember a lot of stuff anyway. So right, right, right. <laughs> they're like, "Hey, you did this. Did I?" <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. I no, guess. that's a great. Sure, point man. Yeah. You know, it's like he's he is a kid, and like having a lot of cha physical changes and a lot of like time displacement and war right. is probably very distracting um i like yamato calling him out and it's like hey man we can't tell anybody about this we need to go save the, the day by ourselves we need to right. do it it's us um i forgot about all the the stockpiled weapons in yeah um, the flower capital and yeah. turning that into hey you know if this it's it's like a gun, right? Like the if the capital is a bullet, the hammer is Onigashima. Right, right. And it's just like ah, that's cool. Yeah, that's dude. a great, great stakes. Like oh yeah, they're like oh yeah, because like crushing it. Oh, that's bad. But like I don't know, maybe blowing it up it. though. There's yeah. other towns, and they're like no, if you blow it up, this entire country is going to hell. It's and I'm like. With. All right, that, yeah. that's that's that those stakes escalated for yeah. me personally. This is a floating like, nuke, essentially. 
yeah congratulations you yeah. you are megaton yeah uh, <laughs> yeah i love um, this fight with king and zoro man um finally seeing zoro you know like get some like real focus in his 1v1 mm -hmm. here and king is just so overwhelmingly powerful we see what seems to be a hybrid form for for king on uh 12 and 13 especially at the bottom of 12 he's got um no arms but is still humanoid so he like just his uh oh yeah he transitions just, his arm and yeah. wings and just like yeah waves them around to slice things right up. which is super fucking cool it's like it, like even though he is a swordsman naturally when he's in human form can fight you with a sword when he goes into hybrid form, wings are effectively swords. It still makes sense mm -hmm. inside of the conflict. So that's fire. I like it. Overwhelmingly powerful, just throwing Zoro across the battlefield. I love how he runs into Frankie Frank. He's like, huh? Catches him. He's like, you all right? You want, you want to jump this man? You know, I was like, we could beat his ass together. You know, Frankie's just always like down I've to got jump guns somebody. Stick it yeah. out of my shoulders. Let's yeah. go, man. Just... He's like, no, no, I want to do this. All yeah. right. He's like, all right, I'm just letting you know. I'm still Frankie. How's Frankie out here? You know what I'm saying? Well, I will jump yeah. a motherfucker with you. Like, we can double team this man. No shame. <laughs> and Zara was like, nah, nah, you know, I got to fight him myself, bro. But thank Dude. you. And, yeah. <laughs> and I, I do like the contrast, too, because yeah. like, like, hey, you good? Uh, I want to finish this by my own. All right, fine. And then next page, damn it, King, knock it off with the chaotic attacks. You slice my butt. I wish it sliced your neck. What? Yeah, yeah. and it's like, okay, all right. Well, this is the difference in interactions between crewmates, I guess. You yeah, know what I mean, no, you have to I establish mean, that difference. Yeah, no, yeah. I really like that. And also, like, King, like, did even say, he's like, nah, I'm not really a swordsman. You don't need a sword to kill everybody. Right. But I can do it. I just, yeah. I just prefer it. Right. And it's just like, all right, yeah, and all then right. that's like super reinforced again on the last chapter or on the last page of the chapter where Zoro is like, at least let me die by the sword, bro. You hit me with these wings, you know what I'm saying? And you and you you try to kill me by like throwing me off the side of the fucking you know battlefield or whatever. It's like, nah, kill me with your sword or something, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, your sword's been fighting. Don't let here. gravity do the work. Yeah, she's like, show a little respect, and he's like, well, I'd ask the same of you. I don't give a fuck about none of that honor and swordsmanship shit. But like, don't slice my fucking mask off, then. How about? Because I don't want. Yeah, I don't want nobody to see this shit. So I'll kill um, you with a sword. You leave my mask alone. Whatever, you know, type shit. So that's cool. I wonder why he's so adamant about it, and I, it got me thinking. Really, yeah. Um, I think it is because he being like vegapunk's son or test subject um he didn't really get to have an identity of his own uh as his like unmasked form right like he always felt like that was his father's creation wait you're talking right? about and, king right now uh king right like vegapunk's he, son oh no uh he's one of the, i thought he was one of the test subjects oh like lunarian or something like oh, that oh sure i can't because remember he's any like, of that right now yeah right yeah. same i'm i'm not like one piece i'm not very good at sometimes. right 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 um but i felt like um because he was like it seemed like he was one of the test subjects and he seemed to like recognize sanji for some reason oh sure um and i thought he might be like one of vegapunk's like test tube children um okay because he could like that because he had like lunarian thing and he's just yeah. like hey how come you can burn? And he's like, it's my passion. And he's like, mm, I don't buy that. Right. I think you're, I think you're like me. Yeah, I think you're modified. I think, I, I, I think he's a modified guy. He's he's a Vegapunk creation. Yeah, that and makes so sense. So having a mask is his way of asserting his own identity beyond being a test subject, and that's why oh, it's so important to him. That's cool. That's why it's so important to him. He's like, no, 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 no. 
you don't understand. I am the mask. The part underneath? No, that's 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 the the experiment. That's yes. not me. That was always somebody else's thing. I yeah. am not that. I am king. I'm king. You know, love it. You know, put it on a t shirt. Yeah. <sighs> that's beautiful. But yeah. Oh, and that's, I love this. I love this. Um, I love the Zoro uh, jet propulsion that we kind of get inside of this two sword style clear lance technique, where he like basically takes the force of him sending an outward slash because you know he can like send his slashes flying. You know he's got long mm -hmm. range. You know Sanju Rook pound the hole like type shit. You know what I mean? So he's yeah. got like that going on, and it's cool to see like as he's fighting someone who kind of like operates the best in the air to see that he has like a kind of way to compensate for his lack of an ability to fly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can just hit the air in this direction, you know, in a way that can kind of Short shoot me style. the other direction. Clearance. Yeah. Clear lanes. Like yeah. I like that. He finally got like, he's basically like a manta shrimp where he's just like, I slice things so fast. I just go, ah. yeah. <laughs> like, pew, you know what I mean? Like get me back yeah. to the stage. You know what I mean? Keep me from falling over. That was really cool to see. This it makes a lot of sense. Double jumps. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Like I, I just, I just love it. I, I think it makes all the sense in the world for his character. A lot of people that I talked to about Zoro and his fighting style, you know, like when it comes to aerial, you know, enemies, you know, he's obviously at quite a disadvantage. He needs trampolia, to cut off the uh, the head of the dragon in Punk Hazard needed needed um, Usopp's help for that. You know what I mean? Had to had to bounce on the trampolia plant. You know what I mean? To get the distance that he needed. So seeing him kind of have answers of his own for any kind of situation, even though he does need help most of the time when it's more practical to just get help. But like when when it's when it's just him solo dolo, he's got he's got options too. That's awesome. You know what I mean? And I they make sense. Him. So. I want him to do because he has a three sword style. I really want him to do kind of like a like a twister tornado thing, like Meta Knight, right? Like doing oh, the sure. drill. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's more like a helicopter, like the helicopter guy, where he just like yeah, <laughs> yeah. And now he does have like Sanzen Sekai and Dai Sen Sekai and shit. You know what I mean? Where he the the technique that he you know kind of uses against uh, Mihawk in their first confrontation, his ultimate uh -huh. technique, his Ogi, where he like you know basically turns his swords into propellers as he strikes you. Um, he hasn't really flown with it, I don't think. I mean, he fought King, or not King, but uh, Pika in Dressrosa, but he got launched, you know what I mean, by, I can't even remember who, but someone got him in the air, and then he went into Dai Sensekai, and, and, you know, so you kind of saw a little bit of that, but it wasn't, like, all his own propulsion, you know what I mean? So that yeah. would be cool to see, like, a Meta Knight-style, you know, attack from him at some point in the series, I think would be really fucking cool, now that you mention it, but... Mm -hmm. i'm happy with this right now you know what i mean like this I'm is awesome i'm really happy that it gets his final double jumps yeah for real for real he's just like i need to go this way i do not want to fall to death yeah <laughs> yeah man big chapter for action um can't wait to for the continuation obviously i hope we get like a, a very sanji heavy chapter next time just so that oh, we can yeah. see what's up with king and I mean, uh, with Queen and Sanji, throw the raid suit back on, leg. get it cracking for real. Yeah, absolutely. This is going, you know, the way that is expected and also like the way that I've been wanting it to. So mm -hmm. I am loving One Piece right now. Uh, I'm imagining that uh, Queen will try to interview with Zoro again. And Frankie's just like, no, no, no. He said he didn't want to fight with any uh, any help fighting. So right. you can't do that either. I yeah. need to. Yeah. I want him. I want him to show off. Frankie's fight is done, yeah. So if he just kind of acts as like a you don't get to interfere over here or over here with your sneaky underhanded like shit, like that'd be cool too for his role. Oh, I'm be the like, ref. Yeah, oh, like a mediator. 
That's yeah. cute. Yeah. <laughs> Cola Buster. Yeah. Cola Buster. Oh shit. Gone. Fuck yeah, yeah, dude. Love it. Love everything about it. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to say about One Piece this week? Uh, nice, fun chapter. I thought the Momo, like, learning about his powers and learning about Kaido's clouds is really cool. He's yeah. like, it's not the same. And he's like, don't worry. It's it's a cloud. Don't don't get don't get it twisted. Yeah, it's fine. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got we got to do stuff. For um, sure. Very straightforward um, chapter, though. Very, you know, clear exactly what's going on everywhere. At least I didn't notice any, like really big you know one piece keywords or like subtle like between the lines shit that like you can definitely see in any of these chapters at any point in time this one felt very straightforward so yeah uh one thing something yeah. i noticed uh when someone was talking to me uh on the internet yeah. uh on page six they're like yamao which is like a cuter version of saying yamato yeah um i know you want to take this one for yourself don't you and he just does like <laughs> the goes, yeah. yeah and someone's like "Ooh, this means your is gonna come with them on on the, on the ship they're gonna be the next crewmate and i'm Ooh. like maybe i don't know like i'd love it's it just, like it's a, it's a nice thing because like um i think it would be really interesting yeah because it's you been too. a while since they've had a new crewmate right um and having yamato would be really interesting because then like it at like not to say that like the straw hat pirates aren't legitimate they have massive bounties already yeah. but having kaido's own child yeah. join your crew after they defeated their father massive like a massive like infusion of like respect and like fear it, it ups the level. It yeah. ups the it level. It ups everything on. a million times. Yeah, so for I, sure. I feel like they should. I would like them to be. And on. you need those big name family members, or just like, well, maybe not big name family members. I guess uh, you have, you know, Vin Smoke Sanji, and then you have Luffy, Garp, and Dragon. You know what I mean? Like there's, and then you have Frankie, who's like clearly tied to Vegapunk in some kind of way, and if mm -hmm. not tied to Tom, who built the Oro Jackson, you know what I mean? Like, you got Robin and her family in O'Hara with Saul and everything. Like, everyone's got these, like, really important family members, you know, to the overarching narrative of One Piece. Yeah. You got um, Usopp and Yasop, you know what I mean? Like, all of that shit, you know? Like, it just makes sense that, Ka that Yamato, if he did join the crew, I think it makes a lot of sense just considering their power, um what they mean to the end of the story potentially um and just the connection to kaido like it all fits it all makes sense to me so it's you know a vestige of the old generation forging yes. the path of the new generation like oh. i i think that's always been the style of one piece right you know this generational shifts yeah generational yeah. shifts and like i i really appreciate the way they're thinking because like they think like one of uh luffy's crewmates right and they're like oh you want to fight him by yourself okay i get that i cap that like cool got it good we're going and then like the way they're interacting with momo is like hey man we can't rely on luffy for everything jesus right. christ he's fighting kaido like right what do you want like dude like yeah. we need to deal with this um yeah. so, like to me they already have a good mentality yeah. to be a crewmate they're already thinking as a team player and like understanding actively how luffy operates yeah and how luffy should have to like what he needs to do 
to do what he needs to do. You know, that kind of For thing. Sure. So, Absolutely. I, I, I think, I think they, I, I'm hoping that they are. That's my final thought. Me too. I agree. And uh, yeah, with that, I think that'll do it for One Piece and this episode of the Project Manga Podcast. Thank you all so much for watching. If you did, slap a like on the video if you enjoyed it. Hit the subscribe button if you're new. And uh, yeah, while you're down there, check out our links. Um, you'll find our link tree and other things that will allow you to follow us on social media accounts like Twitter, join our Discord, listen to Project Manga on Spotify or Apple Music, ways to support the Project Manga podcast by checking out our online store or our Patreon. And once again, if you are in the market for a new top-of-the-line gaming computer, check out Artesian Builds. We got a promo code down in the description. That'll give you $200 off your rig. So peep game if you are in the market. But with all that said... Oh, yeah, and leave a bunch of comments down there for, like, any of the things that we addressed during the conversation. But with all that said, I think that'll do it for this episode of the Project Manga Podcast. Wrapping up, I'm your host, Knox. Mellow Yes. We'll catch y'all next time.